and welcome to a special episode of the Harvard EdCast. I'm your guest co-host, Grace LaPlante. And I'm her friend and co-host, Matt Weber. And today we're talking about the underrepresentation of girls and women in STEM careers. And we're so excited to be joined by the infinitely talented, in fact, I'd even say her talents go to infinity and beyond, NASA astronaut Stephanie Wilson, a Harvard grad who spent 42 days in space and a guest speaker today at the Harvard Graduate School of Education. And to my right is special girl correspondent and co-host Grace LaPlante, nine, she'll be 10 in two months, a fourth grader at the Hallowell School in North Smithfield, Rhode Island. She loves math. And might I tell you, Miss Wilson, she got a 90 on her most recent math assessment. Welcome to you both, Grace and Miss Wilson. Well, thank you for having me, and that's an awesome score, Grace. That's wonderful. Thank you. Grace, the first question is yours. Okay. Well, when you were a little girl, did you always want to be an astronaut? I did, and in fact, in eighth grade, I was uh, given an assignment in a career awareness class to interview someone who worked in an interesting career field. At the time, I was interested in astronomy, and I interviewed uh, Dr. Jay Pesikoff, who's an astronomy professor at Williams College. I grew up in Pittsfield, so it's very close to my hometown. And I was fascinated by his work. He had an opportunity to observe. He taught. He did research. And he traveled. And I was very interested in the work of an astronomer. I also, though, was interested in understanding the nature of components. So I had an interest in engineering. So I did decide to study engineering in college and then went on to apply to the NASA astronaut program. So at any point in all of your education, Ms. Wilson, was did you ever feel like being a girl was a disadvantage? I never felt that way. I was very fortunate to have supportive parents and teachers and guidance counselors who were very encouraging. Uh, I was not limited, and uh, they encouraged me to pursue any career that I was interested in. Grace, you want to ask this next question right here? If you were to pick three of your favorite subjects from school, what would they be? three of my favorite subjects. I would have to say math and science and also English. I enjoyed reading and writing and learning about uh, communication. Curious about the hard work it does take to become an astronaut. I'm sure people know of the profession but not necessarily the process to become an astronaut. Um, to our listeners out there, a little bit of the, the training, the education, the engineering, all the stuff that goes into the journey. To become an astronaut, uh, applicants have to either have an engineering, math, or science degree and three years of work experience, or they have to be a medical doctor, or come through the military uh, as a pilot with, um, I think, a thousand hours in a fixed-wing aircraft. And so once applicants have that uh, initial capability, they're eligible to apply to the astronaut program. Uh, once selected, there's uh, a two-year uh, initial training program where we learn about uh, engineering systems on whatever the vehicle is. Uh, for me, it was the space shuttle and the space station. Now we're training our astronauts on the new uh, replacement shuttle called Orion. We learn uh, some skills. If we haven't come through the military about land and water survival training, we fly T-38s, which is a fun, fast, two-seater uh, jet aircraft trainer. Uh, we also learn languages, and so we study Russian, since the International Space Station is international, and uh, English is the common language, but we work with our Russian colleagues. We also work with our European colleagues, colleagues from uh, Canada and Japan as well. So uh, we undergo language training in our initial uh, two years of assessment. And for the shuttle program, we trained for a year for each mission. Now for the International Space Station, since the missions are six months, we train for two and a half years. 
Grace, would you like to ask Miss Wilson a question in Russian? Um. Dakonishna. Sure <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. That was just a joke. Miss Wilson, interstellar gravity, big movies recently about space, and also movies with strong female leads. Who were role models to you growing up, and how did you feel the media treats people in STEM careers now? My role models growing up were my parents and uh, also uh, Dr. Jay Pasikoff that I mentioned at Williams College. But uh, I was also fortunate to have many uh, cousins, older cousins who studied engineering. So I had uh, lots of family role models uh, in STEM. And um, it is true that Interstellar and Gravity and also other, um, other movies such as Contact and Alien uh, had strong female leads. However, it's hard, uh, I think, for young girls to see strong female roles in STEM in the media on a regular and consistent basis. So if I uh, look at the example of the Big Bang Theory, uh, there are several male roles who are scientists, uh, and there are many uh, women on that show, and there is one scientist, although she's not the lead. And so I think that to find sort of an everyday, specific, consistent um, example of STEM in the media is hard for, for girls to find that today. Grace, do you want to ask another question? How might you encourage girls to be more interested in math and science? I would uh, really encourage girls really to try math and science. I think that there's still a stigma that it's hard and that um, uh, it, it's something that's difficult. And really, uh, it's not. It's very fun. Uh, when I was in school, many of my teachers uh, would stay after to work with us to solve some of the harder problems. So we formed, uh, in a sense, kind of a math club where we would work on problems together in a collaborative environment. And that was very fun. It was very helpful. Um, there are many uh, opportunities for careers, uh, working for several companies. And now that uh, there are lots of international technologies, it's very important for women to be parts of those uh, international technology decisions. So I think that there are wonderful opportunities in STEM and that girls should really uh, try it out and see if they like it. Ms. Wilson, I'm gonna flip the tables here. Any question for Grace? Talking about uh, her math career or things that she wants to do, I think she'd probably love to have a chance to answer a question from an astronaut rather than just ask a question to an astronaut. Yes, well, you said that, um, or it was mentioned that you received a 90 or 92 in your math class. How And how is it going in science? Um, I, I like science. We're doing a lot of experiments and um, writing. And I, I think I'm getting a pretty good grade in science. Mm -hmm. I haven't really gotten my grades back yet, though. But I think I'm doing pretty good. Very good. Fantastic. Grace, you want to ask this last question right here? happiest and most challenging moment in space? The happiest moments that we have in space are really, um, well, of course, executing the mission successfully. So whatever the objectives are uh, for the mission, either adding a module onto the space station or performing a spacewalk or working with a robotic arm to assemble the modules. Of course, once the mission objectives um, are completed, we're very excited that that work has gone well. But really one of the things that we enjoy the most is the view and having an opportunity to look back at Earth uh, through the window. And the view from space is spectacular. The colors are very vivid and the sunrises and sunsets are spectacular. And uh, it really is just phenomenal to look back on Earth and also to see how peaceful it is. It really reminds us that um, 
we have to do all that we can to live together in peace and harmony. So I would say that those are the happiest moments that we have looking out of the window. Uh, the most challenging moment, I would have to say, was uh, on my second space flight, uh, STS-120. We uh, brought a connecting module to the International Space Station, and as part of that mission, we also had to relocate a solar array. So the solar array uh, collects uh, energy from the sun so that we can have electrical power on the space station. And we were uh, in the process of uh, folding up the array and then relocating it and then extending it in its new location and one of the guide wires tore, which resulted in a hole in the array. So we had to do this contingency spacewalk. For us, it was much like an Apollo 13 moment where we had to work together with the ground control team and only use the materials that we had on board to come up with a way to fix the hole in the array. And uh, we fabricated these cufflinks, uh, basically that would be inserted into the panel and then bridge the gap in the hole. Uh, so we had to do a special spacewalk to do that, use a robotic arm to preposition the spacewalkers, insert the cufflinks, and then um, Luckily, the, it was a good structural modification, so it held uh, as we extended the solar array. And it was very important because that array was going to use, uh, was going to supply the power to the Japanese and European laboratory modules that are now on the space station. Wow, well, sounds like a movie plot. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we thought it was, but it uh, turned out very well. Something for your memoirs. Well, thank you very much. And again, it's so nice to have you back to Harvard. We wanted to get you something that was... Um, you know, it's mid-afternoon, you're about to give this big two-hour thing, and we wanted to get you something that could sustain you, but also something that you were used to. Um, Gracie likes ice cream. <sighs> From what I hear, I, astronauts eat freeze-dried ice cream in space, so you want to open up uh, one of those for Ms. Wilson. It's, it's astronaut ice cream, Grace, and now, you guys can have a little ice cream party beforehand. So I'll, I'll put in a parting plug, so we do not... Uh, while we do have freeze-dried food, we do not have ice. We do not have freeze-dried ice cream. What? And the the trick to eating freeze-dried food is that you rehydrate it. You add the water back before you eat it. Ah, all right. Well, that's something for you. And then, of course, Gracie, for being such an excellent co-host today, we're giving you a trophy for best astronaut interview ever, Miss Grace Laplante. Thank you very much, Grace. Thank you very much, Miss Wilson, for being on the Edcast. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. This is my co-host, Grace LaPlante. Thank you kindly for listening.